Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to Wine and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, <laughs> chat true crime, and unleash their, their worst Minnesotan Yeah. Um, I am Canyon. Oh, no. Oh, no. I am Lisa. And I'm bad. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Amanda, and I need a daddy to take care of me. Okay, Uh, no, thanks. (laughs) Kenyon started it, to be fair. You did start it. This is 100% your fault. I was trying to do annoying voice, but it's the same thing. Listen, I have fully embraced daddy voice. It is now one of my kinks. I fucking love it. I'm on board. Get on board. (laughs) I watched. Amanda got me into the show Working Moms. Yes. And I've been watching it, and there's an episode where one of them, like, talks about the porn that she watches, and mm-hmm. she watches, like, hentai, like, <laughs> Japanese anime, and it's she's so like, good. And she just scares the to... shit out of her husband. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I use it to learn sex noises, and then they're basically, like, Japanese anime, yeah, like... like <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. It's so oh bad. god. I love it so much. <laughs> also, I am here to announce that I am officially making it a life goal to start my own version of the Bachelorette called the Trashlorette. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where I hand out Velveeta <laughs> strips instead of roses. Yep. Like and blocks. You, I mean, it depends on how much I like you. You might get the whole block if you're like my bottom bitch. <laughs> Or they might just get bigger as the show goes on because you start with just one block of cheese and you have to divide it equally at first. Tearing off little chunks. It gets under your nails. That's brilliant. That it's one block for every cheese ceremony. And so the blocks, the the, the portion sizes get larger as the men are filtered out. It's only fair. All right. Listen, get me in touch with ABC. I want you to have this chunk of cheese. Will you accept this Do you accept this this cheese cheese product? This cheese product. You have to. You have to. Pu- you have to feed it to them with your cheesy fingers. <laughs> Done. Mm-hmm. My mouth just always has flame and hot Cheeto residue on it. That's like part of my look. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! We need to get bright orange, like face makeup glitter. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, oh the show's going to take off, people. I feel confident about this. Anyway, uh, that's right. my that's my butt plug. What else we got? Okay, we have <laughs> the trash. We have one other actual butt plug. Lucy, whatever, mine's away. real. Don't devalue my butt plug. <laughs> Here's mine's the real, real butt plug. <laughs> you asshole. So earlier this week, we have launched, and this is hypothetical because we're recording this on Sunday and we haven't actually done it yet, but. Soon, by the time this airs, we will have launched a brand new style of Wine and Crime logo V-neck t-shirts. They are so cute and so comfortable. It's unbelievable. They're slouchy. They got like a wide V. The Mm -hmm. material is nice and thin, super soft. Mm -hmm. They're like a little bit shorter. It's not a crop by any means, but it's like a little bit shorter, a little bit wider. With a simple augmentation with a pair of sharp shears. Right. It's... It's slouchier, which I appreciate because it hides 
Mapooch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your mom's yeah. pubis? They're very my flattering. muffin <laughs> top. Top of the muffin to you, baby. Yeah. So check them out. They're- Get yours at wineandcrimepodcast.baycartel.com. They're seriously yeah. adorable. So cute. Like one of these with a cute little pair of leggings. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Or tucked partially tucked into my very high-waisted hot pants French shorts tucked. for this summer. little French tuck. <laughs> Mama love a French tuck. Tan from Queer Eye loves a French tuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Corey French tucked his, like, greasy logo tee into his ripped-up <laughs> pants yesterday while we were out running errands because he's been watching so much Queer Eye, and I think, like, a good 60% of his psyche thought that that really did look better. Like he was I doing it in earnest. Your husband <laughs> is so much. He is He's very so earnest. He <laughs> <laughs> loves <Yes>. tan. <laughs> <laughs> They're all just so amazing. I love them oh, so much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are we ready to get to the meat and bones of this episode? Meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes. Mm. I had a steak and potatoes yeah. for dinner last night. It was <laughs> unreal. I guess I we're not ready to get to the meat and potatoes for dinner potatoes. last night, and I had the leftovers for dinner tonight. Night. I hate you. I had no leftovers. <laughs> cool. I guess I'm going to make myself steak and potatoes later then. Get with it. Now I have to. Okay. So the topic this week is a very special fan pick mm-hmm. uh, brought to you by, oh, I didn't. Tamara Holloway. Or Tamara. Is it Tamara? Tam- Tamara, it- Tamara, Tia and Tamara. Holloway. T, T- Halls. I've- T Holloway. Um, and they chose the topic mistrials. Yes. Bum, bum, bum. Lots of juicy stuff, so let's just get right into it. Amanda, Mm -hmm. what is our wine crime pairing for mistrials? Well, it just so happens the perfect wine for this episode does exist and it is the Domain Blue Mistrial Red Blend. Amazing. <laughs> yep. I love the names of red wine. White I wine know. names are so boring. I know. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And red wine names are brilliant. Are like dark They're sassy. and horrible. They are mm-hmm. so sassy. Mm-hmm. And this is a blend of Grenache and Syrah varietals from the Cote d'Aronne region. So obvi, this is going to be an Amanda Top 100 Billboard hit. Obviously. Mm-hmm. I fucking can't wait. This is going to be the TLC of wine. This is the dirty um, pop of Amanda's yep. psyche. Ugh, and you can't <laughs> stop. Now I have dirty pops stuck in my head and I'm not mad about it. Dirty mop. Um, <laughs> dirty mop. <laughs> That's so stupid. I don't know why I laughed at that. I should encourage you. Um, this bottle is alleged to have tasting notes of black currant. I haven't opened it yet, so I don't know if this is true. Um, black currant, blackberry, dust. Yes. <laughs> thought you would love that, Lucy. This will be the one red wine that you like, Lucy. Literally <laughs> listed in the like professionally reviewed tasting notes of this wine is straight up dust. Okay. I was like appealing. So I tweeted uh, last week about what kind of merch people want and somebody mm-hmm. said that they wanted like a notepad that says from the desk of dust. Oh my dust. god, that's dust awesome! Like in script at the top, I want it. I'm to gonna happen. just have that made and sent to you. Oh my god! When's your birthday? July second. It's coming up. <sighs> I um, think we should put Lucy's face on the body of Dusty Springfield. Done. <laughs> oh my god, done. 
<laughs> but it's just uh, dust Springfield. Dust, dust, dust Springfield. <laughs> um, you'll also get some leather, black currant, mm. blueberry, strawberry, cherry, wow. raspberry, a lot of deep dark fruits. Mm. It's pronounced blueberry, strawberry, blueberry, strawberry, raspberry, and raspberry. Raspberry. Um, licorice and anise slash anus. Anus. Anus and dust. Anus and dust. I can taste it. <laughs> On the nose, you'll get some vanilla, some toast, like toasted bread. Oh, toast. A little bit of smoke and tobacco, that dark fruit, that red fruit, spice box. <laughs> like when you literally open your spice box, From which is now what I'm calling my box. vagina. <laughs> She's now called Spicebox. Cedar, violet, rose petal, oak, and mushroom. Fucking yeah. That's a lot happening in this. Yeah, that's a lot. Listen, Grenache Syrah, I'm telling you, it's like one of the most complex blends you can get. There are so many notes you can find in here. I fucking love it. It's always surprising you. It's like... You could be married for 40 years and he still comes home and he, he finds you just totally naked, covered in sushi on the kitchen table. That's <laughs> Grenache. That is the Grenache of marriages. <laughs> um, this bottle is hanging out at exactly 14%. Ooh. Nice, even around number ABV. It retails at about $20, which for us is expensive, but that's actually a phenomenal price for such a beautiful blend. And this can be aged at cellar temperature, which to remind you is ideally 55 degrees Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit, but keep it in that ballpark. Don't go below 50 and you should be okay. And don't have it like in the sun and up in the 60 mm. degree region. You should be okay um, for up to five years. So you can like buy this and maybe save it for a special occasion or be like us and not be able to fucking help yourself and open it in the car on the way home. Don't, yeah. do, that. don't do that. Don't it's a terrible idea. In the car. No. No, no, I didn't no. do that. I did not do that. <laughs> no. Um, this little lady is a popper, so you're gonna want to reach for your nice pap wine key or your winged wine opener whichever version you have and if you don't have one yet you should go to wine and crime podcast.bigcartel.com we have the wine key on the store they have unfortunately discontinued the winged wine opener so lucky y'all who got it y'all mm -hmm. only got yeah. it yeah turns out that it's was a limited edition item. item that we were limited unaware dish. of <laughs> that we weren't too thrilled about it ending but that's uh -huh. not up to us. Totally okay. fine. It's great. It's fine. And in true Amanda fashion, because I don't want to be embarrassed on the air, I have started this bottle already. So I just have to pull that cork out. It's real mm -hmm. close to the tip. Pull out. She's don't so be, close. Don't be just nervous. Use the pull out Make method. sure your hands don't get sweaty. Don't be, don't freak out. Don't be nervous. <clears throat> It'll be fine. Vomit on my sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> mom's, <laughs> mom's spaghetti. Mom's, mom's spaghetti. <laughs> Those are the only lyrics All I right. really know. <laughs> That's the only lyrics anyone knows except Eminem. Okay, here we go. Ready? Ready. Okay. Uh. Ooh. Ooh. Complicated pop. Not too complicated pop. Not as complicated as what classifies the uh, declaration of a mistrial pop. <laughs> good, good one. <laughs> I got there. <laughs> My right. segue skills to are unmatched. Ease Amanda's shame from Please that help joke. Let's <laughs> we'll see what is our background and maybe psych for mistrials. Mm, not a lot of psych, other than mistrials suck for everyone involved. 
dude. Yeah. For real. So Pharrell Williams. First, mm-hmm. let's um, talk about what a mistrial, what constitutes a mistrial, some reasons for a mistrial. So a mistrial is essentially the cancellation of an entire trial for one or more of a variety of reasons that a judge has reason to believe will taint taint the verdict. <laughs> will grundle the verdict. Will chode the verdict. <laughs> I do not agree that chode is a word for that. I know well, it is on Urban regional. Dictionary. It's regional. It's regional. I don't yeah. like it. Chode is a wiener that is as wide as it is long. Well, you also say mm-hmm. soda, so like you can go fuck yourself. Okay, I'm from <laughs> Connecticut. You people, you podunk Minnesotans. Just kidding. I love you. You are my people. But I will never say pap in well, reference to soda. But you, you say- do every week. In reference to soda. In reference <laughs> to soda. Sody pop. Okay. Ugh. So this is um, a lengthier definition from the Encyclopedia Britannica. Mistrial in law um, is a trial that has been terminated and declared void before the tribunal can hand down a decision or render a verdict. So you can only declare a mistrial if it's before a verdict has been handed down. Oh, okay. Because if you, I mean, otherwise it would just essentially be an appeal. Right. Mm-hmm. The termination of a trial prematurely nullifies the pre- the preceding proceedings <laughs> as if they had oh not taken God. place. <laughs> Say that five times fast. Preceding proceedings. Preceding proceedings. Preceding proceedings. Prematurely. Preceding. God damn it. Premature. Prematurely nullifies the preceding proceedings. <laughs> I hate it. God damn I hate it. it. Okay. Therefore, should another trial on the same charges with the same defendants be ordered, that trial would start from the beginning with the previous testimony or other findings, so like presentation of evidence, whatever, not necessarily relevant in the new court proceedings. So they are wiping that slate. Nothing They're that we starting need. from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. A very, a very inconvenient place, place to start. To start. Yeah. <laughs> a very frustrating place to start. I mean, so expensive. So much time. Some trials are months and months and months long. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it's brutal. And the families have to go through all of it again. And the witnesses. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there are several factors that can result in a mistrial, including the death or long-term illness of an attorney or juror if that juror is not replaceable by an alternate. So most -hmm. of the time, but not always, but I kind of thought it was required, but apparently not, you you have an alternate juror that can step in. Like an understudy. Yeah, an understudy. Well, it could it could be that they have one alternate, and if that alternate has already been brought in, yeah, and then they have another juror that you know mm-hmm. yeah okay kicks the bucket so another reason something. another reason could be a remark that would be highly prejudicial to a party and that the judge may feel cannot in spite of that judge's instructions be ignored by the jury oh. so if somebody had an outburst and was like you know if the dependent pled not guilty and then they had an outburst in court was like, I am guilty or like whatever, then that I could result in a mistrial. I wonder if that applies to like media and like spin in the media that can sway jury well, one way we'll or another. We'll get to that. We oh, will good. get okay. to that. Um, I mean, the jury is supposed to not see that stuff. But yeah, I but they're they definitely not being that closely monitored. We like, will, who's right. really we keeping me get, off of Reddit? We will get to that. <laughs> Come on now. 
<laughs> Mom. Okay. Mom, shut the fuck up. I'm getting there. Okay. Um, or the discovery that members of the jury had discussed the case contrary to court instructions or that a sequestered jury was able to read or hear newspaper or other media reports of the trial. So not all juries are sequestered, but in the case of, mm-hmm. for example, the O.J. Simpson trial, that was mm-hmm. there was so much media surrounding that that they yeah. sequestered that jury for months in a hotel with no television. They didn't nope. have access to newspapers, nope. magazines, nothing like that. So they were sequestered, yeah. and you better believe that they were fucking monitored about uh-uh. that. I would... What would Not, you do? I would die. I would be, I will, no, okay. I would live in the hot tub at the hotel. The no, only way can't, I can't, could be sequestered. They, they were not allowed to be in like a public space other than taking their meals what? together when they had guards. What? They, they can't ha- go to the hotel like pool? Nope. nope. <gasps> they were the fully, f- no. they were quarantined. No, I hate it. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. They just just read books? Oh, God. Basically. Yeah, basically. My own personal hell. <laughs> and then go back and read forth Harry from the again. courthouse to hear more testimony. Ugh. Oh, my God. Yeah. That Day would be two. awful. I'd be like, guilty. He's guilty. Get I know, me right? Here. He's guilty of doing this to me. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> well, like, you can kind of go... A little bit cuckoo from having that kind uh, of a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I'd be a raging lunatic if I had to be sequestered for over a month. I mean, you turn into a raging lunatic pre- under a variety of circumstances. So, if I can't post on Instagram <laughs> for twenty four hours, I'm becoming a raging lunatic. Did you go camping Validation. <laughs> It was pre, like that particular instance, it was pre-social media and it was actually pre-most people having like internet in their daily lives. Mm-hmm. So at least there's that. But if they couldn't have TV or radio either, then that's pretty fucking brutal. Right. So I don't really know what the rules are for like that level of a sequestered jury in 2019. Um but I mean, for obvious reasons, they're trying to avoid a mistrial at all costs. So that's totally yeah. fair, but yeah. also sounds horrible. Horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So most often, a mistrial may be declared if the jury itself cannot arrive at a verdict after repeated attempts. So, i.e., if it is a hung jury, that's technically mm-hmm. a mistrial. Okay. A hung jury which that cannot reach a verdict with, with the required degree of, excuse me, unanimity. Um, or sorry, that's what a hung jury is, a uh, jury that can't, because typically it has to be unanimous. Yeah, so right. if even one person is holding out, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you can't sway that juror, mm-hmm. you're done. Did you watch 12 Angry Men in like 7th yeah. grade physics sure did. class? I love yep. that movie. It's so powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in a criminal trial, if the jury is able to reach a verdict on some charges but not others, the defendant may be retried on those charges that led to the deadlock at the discretion of the prosecution. So they might be mm. able to say, you were able to agree on the charges for these three things but not these two things, so we're going to have an, a retrial on just those two things. Okay. Sometimes. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. So here are some other reasons for a mistrial. The court could determine that it lacks jurisdiction over a case. 
Huh. So I'm okay. assuming that's like geographical jurisdiction and also possibly the severity of the case. Oh. Okay. Um, like at, if another jurisdiction comes in and is like, hold the phone, we we want to have a crack at this. Like it's federal instead of state or something. Yeah, like there are certain crimes that are um, felonious enough where they have to be tried in front of a Supreme Court. So mm -hmm. like possibly if new evidence was introduced that like ratcheted up the severity of the crime and that that court itself might not have jurisdiction over this new what this crime is turning out to be. Okay, okay. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, evidence being admitted improperly or new evidence that might seriously affect the outcome of the trial being discovered. So my mind went to that fucking fire poker in the staircase when they found yes, it. Yes, that's mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty yep. sure that resulted in Suspiciously a sitting right out in the open with a cobweb on it. it mm -hmm. I can't. Yeah, that whole thing. Ugh, yeah. I want to do a whole, uh, honestly, one of these days, I just want to do a drunk dr drunk dive where we all just get wasted and complain about the staircase. <laughs> okay. Done. Because, like, we, can we totally have so much that. to say. And I we have feel a like lot this, of feelings. Yes, and we reference the staircase with, like, such thick disdain <laughs> so often that I feel like all of us are itching to just get plastered and just scream yeah. about the staircase. Okay. Done and Let's done. Do that. Okay. If May you want drunk dive. to get your ears on some of that footage, that's going to be my drunk dive in like a cup in a month or so. I'll be looking forward Patreon. to it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Did you hear my joke? I will what? be looking oh forward to it. Oh my god, I hate you so much. <laughs> I fucking hate you so much. Save it for the drunk dive. No, Lucy, Lucy, that was a hoot. <laughs> I hate. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my Your God. puns are really head turning. <laughs> I almost oh. spattered my Ooh. wine all over. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh, don't be a fall down drunk. Okay, now we're making fun of the victim. Oh, no. <laughs> well, she didn't fall down drunk, I so know. we're not making fun of the victim because he fucking killed her. Okay, save right, it. This save is it. Not save, not save, 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 save it. Save it. Save it. Did we just do a drunk dive? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay. With my back. Okay. Another reason for a mistrial. Disqualification of a juror after the jury is in pan is empaneled. So after that jury is selected, if after that a juror is found to be like super racist or something like that. Um and if no alternative they juror have to is available. That after the trial has started though? Because sometimes can't they pick the panel and then maybe the trial won't start for like say a week and if the jury hasn't heard any evidence they would still have time to replace that juror right and it wouldn't be a mistrial well, if they haven't actually heard any evidence presumably, yet Assume, presumably yeah. there would still be an alternative juror available at that point oh right i forgot about that okay so if no alternative juror is available and the litigants litigants mm -hmm. uh and the lawyers don't agree to proceed with the remaining jurors mm. um or the remaining jurors don't meet the required number for a trial. So, like, if the jury's fucked up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or attempting to change a plea during an ongoing trial, which normally is not allowed. So if someone changed their the plea from guilty to, non -gu to not guilty, yeah, mm -hmm. if a defendant did. Mm-hmm. But I got to imagine if a defendant wants to change from not guilty to guilty, then they would void the trial and... 
Yeah, it depends on the circumstances. Because you can also plead guilty to something or if there were multiple charges that you're being tried on. Mm-hmm. If you want to plead guilty to and some a lot and of not. the those guilty plea trials have to do with the sentencing and not even necessarily all of the evidence to prove that they did it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, so a declaration of a mistrial generally means that the court must hold a retrial on the same subject. That said, the double jeopardy clause outlined in the Fifth Amendment of the Constitution. And in the movie Double Jeopardy. Right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Does mm-hmm. not apply to retrials on the basis of a mistrial. It is possible that the prosecution might not even want to proceed with a new trial, so sometimes a mistrial results in just the charges being dropped. Mm. Great. So okay. that's always a possibility. Mistrials are declared in roughly 6% of jury trials for felony cases in the state court, which I thought that's was yeah. kind of high. Yeah, that's more than I would think. Mm-hmm. That yeah. sucks. I, I saw that stat when I was doing my research, and I was like, uh, say what? 6%. Mm. I think also when you think about it, though, I'm first of all, I'm very glad that you did a little informational portion like you do every show because I was working on my notes with a friend last night. Hi, Bill. And <laughs> Hi, he was asking like what a mistrial even is. And mm-hmm. I couldn't really even answer that question eloquently, but I just assumed it was like any culmination of things that could lead to a judge declaring a mistrial. Mm-hmm. So this 6% is encompassing of a lot of different factors mm-hmm. that could come up to like a mistrial isn't one thing. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a bunch of different possibilities that could lead to a mistrial. It's a consequence. It could also be right. misconduct on the part of say a lawyer oh my god we will get to it because i have two quick little shallow dives to tell you about Mm because one of them is totally bizarre um Mm. so yes we'll get to that um so mistrials are also more likely to happen with crimes that have received a lot of public attention so we talked Mm. about the sequestered juries obviously there are not enough resources in the world to sequester every single jury so a lot of them just aren't. For example, the the jury that I was on for the drunk driving case, mm-hmm. they just gave us rules. I, I'm pretty sure it was on a piece of paper. It was pre-typed out with instructions. And then one of the bailiffs came into the room with us and read it out loud and answered any questions that we have. And this will come up again later in one of my stories. And then did you have to like sign and swear in or some shit? Uh, no, we didn't or have did to just, swear oh. in. We probably had to okay. sign something though. Um, but, but we weren't sequestered. Like I went home at the end of the day, they just told us not to talk about this with anybody. And I took it very seriously. Like I didn't, I didn't talk to Corey about it. I didn't, we didn't even know you were on a jury until mm-hmm. well after the trial. You mm-hmm. said that on the show and Kenan and I were like, who, we don't even what? know you. It was really yeah. upsetting, honestly, because mm-hmm. I was yeah. one of two people who didn't think that the state provided enough evidence to say that this guy was guilty. I really mm. did think that he was driving drunk, but with the onus uh, of, pr- you know, proof, um, the burden of proof on the state, I just didn't think mm-hmm. that they did a very good job. I thought the cops that they interviewed that were involved in it were just fucking assholes. I just mm-hmm. couldn't get over mm-hmm. my distrust of the state. So mm-hmm. it kind of it kind of dragged on because of me and one other person, but 
whatever. Well, it's it was important to be critical of the evidence. Exactly. Like, and it mm-hmm. was stressful. You can't go off of personal opinion mm-hmm. of, for the defendant. That's not how being a juror works. Right. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, yeah, it was stressful. So that's probably why I didn't bring it up because it was not fun. And that was just drunk mm-hmm. driving. Like, I can't imagine being on a jury deciding, for example, whether or not somebody gets the death penalty. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, talk about sleepless nights. I mean, mm-hmm. but never say just drunk driving because mm-hmm. nobody should be fucking doing that. Well, I but, know, but he didn't. Yes, I he know didn't, what you're saying. He didn't hurt anybody or himself. So it, right. within that specific context, it was not as severe as certainly not a death penalty. Mm-hmm. Right. I was recently called for jury duty in Minnesota, and my mom had a really good time of like filling out the form where Ooh, you have they to like don't make state. it easy. Yeah, state your reason for not being able to do jury duty. And it was Mm -hmm. like one of the options was like physical distance or something from whatever. They only let you you get out of it like two or three times before you are ordered to serve. Oh, yeah. A cop will show up at your door demanding to speak to Mike Jacobson and his wife will have to explain that he is dead (laughs) and their records are very out of date. Yeah. Like, God. She'll go grab his urn of ashes and say, here, take him away. Oh, no. (laughs) He'd be delighted to serve. He's quiet. (laughs) (laughs) He's your ideal juror. She'll hand over the gnome. (laughs) I have the gnome in my possession right now. (laughs) <laughs> well, anyway, so my mom had to, like, fill out a form of, like, like calculating the cost of, like, my mileage to go mm-hmm. to court. And she, like, gleefully calculated it from Johannesburg. And, like, oh, my God. <laughs> so have fun up. paying thousands of dollars to summon her and then to interview her and not even know if she's selected. Have fun and with that. She definitely would not be selected because all I have to say is I have a true crime podcast, podcast where we and get drunk and rant about like Liz about Lemon crime. showing up in her Princess Leia costume from her <laughs> jury selection process. <laughs> I've never been even summoned for jury duty i feel like they look they look at my name they like do one preliminary search cursory "Ah, social media search they're like nope Nope. we're good (laughs) next pass hard pass six people in the office know who the fuck you are and they're just like no no (laughs) no don't want her trust me oh my god amazing um okay so here are some notable mistrials. We uh, talked, we touched on the O.J. Simpson, which was not a mistrial, as I recall. Mm-hmm. It was just about the jury sequestering. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill Cosby's rape trial Ugh. has resulted in a mistrial. I don't really remember when that happened, but he's in jail now, so mm-hmm. fuck him. Mm-hmm. Isn't he in jail? He's in jail. He is in jail, and so, obviously yeah. a lot of times when there's a mistrial, then, like you said, a new trial begins. Right. But at one point, there was at least one mistrial in this Mm -hmm. whole thing. Um, Phil Spector, he was accused of the murder of his friend Lana Clarkson in two... Well, he was at least on trial in 2007 when that was declared a mistrial. And Mm. upon retrial, he was sentenced to 19 years to life in 2009. Okay. I don't remember that case. dumb window, but... It was, like, super downplayed. I don't know. I just like his daughter's albums so i don't really care about phil specter wait this is regina specter's father i'm pretty sure i'm googling no it no way regina specter well it's, it's like Gina. spelled differently 
So no, then. But she might Unless have... she changes it for a mm. stage name. Do we sound really dumb right now? <laughs> yeah. We probably do. We sound very dumb and ranty. Very authentically dumb. Okay, let's not put too much effort into this. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Her father's name is Elia Spector, who is a okay, photographer and amateur violinist. I totally thought they were related. Well, okay. Well, he oh does have God. a daughter somewhere. Let's move on. Probably makes great music. Moving on. Jody Arias. <laughs> um, so this is when the jury couldn't decide whether to sentence her to, to death or to just life in prison. And she ended up sentenced to life after not one, but two juries declared a mistrial because they couldn't yeah. decide if they should give her the death penalty. Jesus. That case is um, unreal. Mm-hmm. I know basically nothing about that case. We covered it on this show, so... I know. <laughs> we didn't do an in-depth dive on this show, though, yeah. really. Right. Uh, okay. And I don't remember anything. Go well, on. Well, last but certainly not least, a very a household name, Fatty Arbuckle. <laughs> 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 the yep. famous silent film star. <laughs> hmm Threw mm-hmm. a party at his home in 1921 where actress Virginia... Rape fell ill and later died. Fatty mm-hmm. was accused of Yikes. raping and killing her. Two mistrials later, he was found not guilty on that third trial, but he he never successfully returned to acting and eventually died in his sleep. Mm-hmm. Oh well, my God. he probably did it. Bye-bye, Fatty. Bye-bye, Fatty. Bye-bye. Well, <laughs> who knows? Um, Rules regarding mistrials are different in different countries. Obviously, they have different judicial systems. So just as a kind of an example of a very bizarre mistrial and how they handle that kind of shit in Canada. um, Oh, I love Canada. Canada, America's hat. Mm-hmm. Mm, top of the hat. Keeping to us warm. This is from a 2010 article from The Star, which is a Canadian publication. And the headline is, Crown, which I'm assuming that just means uh, that's like the state or like yeah, the it's referring government. to a state prosecutor in this context. Mm-hmm. So, Crown quote making strange faces causes murder mistrial. <laughs> oh please, some people <laughs> can't jokes. help that. Uh, yeah, well. that's just my face. They used to call me old rubber face at my old job. <laughs> yeah, some some people are very expressive. Looking at you, my friend Kelly. Well, I do have Can't a picture. I have a picture of this guy on the drive. So Are you serious? Yeah, but yes, I don't want you to look at it he? quite yet. Okay. So fine. this is re- this is um regarding the case uh of the death of 2-year-old Emily Lucas. Very sad. Oh. Um, so on Monday, this is this is all quotes from the article. On Monday, the jury was dismissed in the second mistrial in the case against Yikes. Erica Mendieta, Emily's mother, who was charged with second-degree murder in the toddler's death. A prosecutor mm. from the first trial, Assistant Crown Attorney Paul Alexander, distracted the jury and intimidated the defendant by making faces while sitting in the gallery as a spectator. Oh. Okay, that is odd. So he wasn't even... I don't like that. He wasn't even the attorney in this specific case. He was the attorney in the first case that resulted in a mistrial. He was just sitting in the audience making fucking faces. 
Go away, dude. Like, don't. Quote, I've okay. been involved in the criminal justice system for 30 years, and I can't say that I've heard of, a, of similar circumstances, says Attorney General Chris Bentley. It's just very, very unusual. Mm-hmm. Last week, the jury wrote a note to Justice Nola Garten stating that they wanted a man removed from the gallery. Quote, mm-hmm. we find him very distracting and he's making strange faces all the time. We feel very uncomfortable with him. Mm-hmm. They did not know at the time who Alexander was. They, so they didn't realize that he was the attorney from the first trial. Damn. Is he a chameleon? Um, like well, you can go to the drive now and look at it. <laughs> It's uh, he's a man in the hat. He's a man in the hat. He looks like a fucking villain. He looks like a villainous. uh, What's that guy's name? Indiana Jones. Oh yeah, he does look like he would be Indiana Jones's like nemesis. He looks like a portlier version of the villain from the Rescuers Down Under. Totally. Yeah. 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 This guy like hunts rare eagles. Mm-hmm. He hunts and his rare scarf eagles. For is fun. hideous. Golden eagles. Joanna. Oh my god. Jo- <laughs> <laughs> Joanna. Where are my eggs? Oh my god. I forgot. <laughs> I'm sweating. I need to take my we shirt off. We need to watch that movie. <laughs> yeah, should we go topless again? Take your top off. I no, mean, it's maybe. like winter here. I'm good. <laughs> Okay, so the defense counsel brought forth a motion for a mistrial, and Mendieta testified. So that was the mother. That was the mother who was accused of killing her daughter. So Mendieta testified in the jury's absence that Alexander was rolling his eyes, shifting awkwardly, and making faces during Crown Attorney Allison McPherson's yep. cross examination. Literally, that McPherson's still <laughs> yeah, that still photo of him. It looks like you can you could see him moving yeah, in the photo, I know. like yeah, shifting his, his, his eye, rolling his fucking eyes, and being a little any creep photo dick. of this man is a gif. And I yeah. lo- and I looked for more photos of him because I wanted to find a photo of him making that creepy fucking face, but there there weren't any, um, and I didn't find any more photos of him. But this one was like honestly creepy enough. So Mendieta so says, he his look intimidated me a lot. It made me feel very uncomfortable. And then she said that it made her nervous and it changed the way that she answered her questions during her cross-examination. So that's a yep, big deal. mistrial, mm-hmm. for sure. For she, sure. She said that she didn't know she had the ability to challenge his presence in the court until the jury wrote that note. Wow. Um, so an investigation was launched. Uh, quote, we're trying to get this prosecution back on as quickly as possible. It's a serious case, and it's important that we do that. Um, so her first trial ended with just a hung jury. There wasn't an issue of this dude making weird fucking faces. Oh, and then, so this is the the second trial was another mistrial because of yep, this dude. Yep, yep. Yeah. So experts say that it's unlikely that Mendieta, age 34, can reasonably expect a third trial to be fair. Quote, it's subject to the law of diminishing returns, says Alan Young, a law professor at Osgood Hall. Each successive trial has the potential to become less reliable. It's very important in law to get it right the first time around, he said, noting that the United Kingdom has a strict policy to cut it off after two trials, whereas Canada assesses it on a case-by-case basis. Mm. Wow. So I I think it would depend on the place. Like, if you're in London... You can find jurors, you know, presumably unless it's like a major, major case, you can find 
fresh jurors and it's not an issue. But if you're in like the Yukon territories, Licky End. Yeah, exactly. Where they're like limited potential jurors to begin with, then I can see that being really hard. Well, I don't even think it's a matter of sourcing jurors. Um, it's just a matter of going over the same shit and like leaving room for stories to change. And it's also another thing when you're hearing the other side's evidence, how you can rework your evidence. You know, I know that they're supposed to share anyway, but it's probably different when you're actually in trial. So uh, Frank Adiero, former president of the Criminal Lawyers Association, said that repeated prosecution of an individual for the same offense can become an abusive process, which I absolutely agree like with. Curtis fucking Flowers. Well, that's why we have this double jeopardy clause. So if you're just mm-hmm. declaring mistrial after mistrial after mistrial, then in some people's eyes, that's a violation of that Fifth Amendment. And it absolutely can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, He said, when the line is crossed, depends on the length of time since the charge was laid, the conduct of the crown, so the state, the nature Mm -hmm. of the charge, and the effect on the defendant's fair trial rights. Um, On Monday, Mendieta's defense lawyers tabled a motion to allow Garten, that's the judge, to rule on the case alone based on evidence already heard. The unusual proposal would save the courts the cost of another jury trial, but it seems difficult considering Garten, the judge, already said Alexander's behavior affected Mendieta's demeanor on the stand. Uh, Garten Mm -hmm. says in her ruling, this makes the assessment of Ms. Mendieta's credibility somewhat problematic for the triers of fact. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this Mm -hmm. case was just has been totally fucked up. And this asshole attorney who was not involved in the second trial, he was just there as an observer, was fucking with the jury, was fucking with the defendant. That fucker should get disbarred. Seriously, it's just so, it's so not right on so many levels. Like if you cannot conduct yourself like ethically and professionally, then you should not be able to do that job. I could see it. I could see it being very subjective and something that the defense attorneys latch onto and spin it as like, this was outrageous behavior, blah, 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 blah. And I could also see it as like, he attended one day of the new trial and acted totally fine. You know what I mean? Like I could... yeah. We weren't there. I the get fact what that you're the saying. The jury had a problem with him. Yeah, that, the, ju- the jury like was the one who initiated him getting asked to be removed because yeah. it it wasn't. Ju- I'm assuming it wasn't just one day. It wasn't just one person's uh, impression of him. It was the entire right. jury, and it was so um, disruptive that they. F- fully requested from the judge to have him removed. Yeah. Right. I, this so guy's that a fuck. I don't like him. To it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But I could see in other instances, like it being very subjective and the defense Absolutely. just like using oh, it. I agree. Yeah. Um, so just one more quick little shallow dive, just because you all might be actually familiar with this case. Um, this is another one from a 2017 article from the Boston Globe about the burning death of 19 year old Jessica Chambers. A man named Quentin Tellis was on trial. 
So the juror in this story, the jurors go deliberate after closing remarks, and then they come back with a verdict, as you know you would expect. Mm-hmm. And as if, you are wont to do, if these names sound familiar, Jessica's case was the subject of uh, the Oxygen documentary show Unspeakable Crime: The Killing of Jessica oh. Chambers. Oh. Hashtag Justice for Jessica. Mm-hmm. It's this. It's this case. Okay. So this is from that article. Before the decision was read, Judge Gerald Chatham asked if the 12-person panel had unanimously agreed on a verdict. A male juror spoke the shocking words, we didn't all agree. That started a chain of events that led to a hung jury and a mistrial in the murder trial of Quinton Tellis and sparked a wave of emotions for his family and the relatives of Jessica Chambers, understandably. Mm -hmm. For the Chambers family, it ended up being pain and frustration. For the relatives of Tellus, it was relief and joy. Mm-hmm. After the verdict disagreement, the judge asked the panel to continue deliberating. He's like, "Okay, come back with this fucking verdict that's supposed to be unanimous. Go back to your sure. go back to your room and keep talking about Make this. Make it work. Make Do it work. Do your job. Make it work." <laughs> Shortly, Tim Gunn as as a judge. (laughs) Make it work. Shortly afterward, a court clerk read what was believed to be the final verdict. Once again, not guilty. Tellus's relatives smiled. Chambers' family cried. Then the judge polled the jury just to be safe. Well, actually, they have to do that anyway. You have Mm. to go down the row and say, yes, 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 yes. I think that he's guilty or innocent or whatever. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so he pulled the jury seven for guilty, five for not guilty. So once again, this was not fucking unanimous. And where and is the disconnect? Even, yeah, yeah, what the fuck? How did that? Let okay. me tell you. They all. They all I assume you're going to answer math. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I loved integrated math. I will stick by it. <sighs> Incredible. Spectators looked at each other in dismay. How could the verdict be not guilty if seven people said guilty? The jury had been instructed by the judge that under the capital murder charge, all 12 of them must agree on a guilty verdict. But the instructions did not say that the entire panel of seven black individuals and five white individuals must also unanimously agree on a not guilty verdict. So this wow. was an issue of semantics. The, the, there was a typo in the judge's instructions. He said that they had to agree unanimously on a guilty verdict, but he did not say and that the not guilty verdict had to be unanimous as well. Oh, okay. Jesus Christ. So they thought if there was at least one fly in the ointment for not guilty, it was not guilty. I mean, the hairs that are split in a jury room like that, I can testify. It's got to be uh-huh, so that in- you're ta- you are talking about the rules and the minutia of what's given to you by the judge, like, extensively. Well, mm. I mean, that makes sense because you are literally deciding the fate of, like, someone's life and how that affects mm-hmm. all the other lives that that crime you know, and the touched. and the rules for unanimity for juries, I think, can vary depending on the charge. I sure. don't think it has to be unanimous all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For like petty theft. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know for sure. I'm not a fucking lawyer, but, but you know, they give the instructions, and if there's something left out, then the then there's questions, and then that just snowballs into the jury having some sort of assumed understanding of what they're doing and talking about and <laughs> right. like fucking not 
So right, right, right. Okay, so uh, let's see. With corrected instructions in hand, it didn't take long for the jury to tell the judge that it was hopelessly deadlocked. A mistrial was declared because then, of course, at that point, in your mind, the discussion's over. It's right. hard to get back into it. Mm-hmm. Defense lawyer Alton Peterson called the events very unusual. I've never seen that happen before, he said, who has, he, and Alice, Alan, Alton Peterson has 19 years of experience, so <laughs> uh, it's unusual. The district attorney said at the time that TELUS would be retried, a second jury was unable to come to un- a unanimous decision in the next trial, which was one year later. Meanwhile, Tellis was serving a five-year sentence for a burglary conviction, and he was also charged during that time frame with the stabbing death of 34-year-old Meng Chun Tsao. Nailed it. As far as Mm -hmm. I can tell, currently he's awaiting that trial and also a third trial for the Chambers case. Well, at least he's in prison awaiting all this stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But he's in a whole heap of trouble, and if these mistrials continue, then <laughs> you're, you're not helping anyone, jury. Yeah. Also, you can ask the for clarification jury. from the judge when you're deliberating. Right. So I, yeah. it's too bad that that, had, that didn't come up, you know? You can ask mm-hmm. questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I could see something like so semantically, uh, what seems so small to like the average person. Mm-hmm. Not even thinking to ask that question. Yeah, you know, right, right. Anyway, all so right. That's well, my seg. In Dang, girl. depth. Good yeah. job. Thanks. You went um, full Kenyan on this. Bad I really boy. did. You did. You did. <laughs> all right. Let's hear a quick word from our sponsors. Get it, ladies. Hear me out. You probably spend about 90% of your life in underwear. Little bit of a high estimate for me but I work from Uh, home. Yeah. (laughs) So why are underwear brands for women all about how high can this thong go up my butt? For real. Or about how my boobs need to be suffocating me or itchy. Oh, the itch is the worst. Mm -hmm. Tags. Oh, so the good thing is there is an underwear brand out there for us that just focuses on being super comfortable and it is called Me Undies. Y'all, I cannot endorse this product enough. MeUndies uses coveted micromodal fabric, which is three times softer than cotton. This fabric genuinely feels like actual heaven against your skin. Mm -hmm. I have about 30 pairs of MeUndies. Yeah, she really does. I have, like, essentially replaced all of my underwear except for like my heinously uncomfortable lingerie Mm -hmm. with me undies and you can get a style that is perfectly suited for you i like the cheeky ones Mm -hmm. but there are four different cuts they all have different patterns that you can get or you can get classic colors however you like to be i don't like to be very subdued in the underwear department so (laughs) i like to get the crazy colors my personal favorite pair right now is the pair that's like it's this merlot color and it just has little cartoon cheeses and glasses glasses of wine on it with like smiley faces on them weird so that that's like, your favorite how off I know. brand i like to just wear cheese on my butt <laughs> at all times 
And if you're looking to help Yo Man replenish his top drawer, Me Undies now offers the new boxer brief with Fly. Yes. So you can whip that baby out mm -hmm. and take a whiz. Mm -hmm. It's the same great cut as boxer brief, but now it has the added option for folks who prefer to go through the gate versus over the fence. Mm -hmm. Zach's I a through it. the gate, I'm pretty sure. A lot of folks are through the gate, mm -hmm. and I love it. And you can get stuff to, like, match your partner. I love getting the matching undies. It's super, super, super fun. So <laughs> run, don't walk. <laughs> All I right. So Me Undies has a great offer for our listeners. For any first-time purchasers, when you get any Me Undies, you get 15% off and free shipping. So that is 15% off a pair of the most comfortable undies you will ever put on your body. So Ugh. to get 15% off your first pair, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to mm. meundies.com forward slash gals, G-A-L-S. That's meundies.com forward slash gals. Treat your butt. Oh, treat your butt. Treat your body. They have like lounge pants and onesies, bralettes. They have everything. Treat your whole person. <laughs> okay, everyone, far and wide, let me talk to you about all the things you could be doing if you were not spending time at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. You could get your hair colored an intensely vivid blue that then mm -hmm. bleeds all over your hands. You could take a bubble bath. Mm -hmm. You could walk your dog. You could... Pay attention to your children if you have those. <laughs> you could call a friend. You could start a podcast. Mm -hmm. The benefits are endless. With Instacart, you can get your groceries delivered in as little as one hour Amazing. or at a time that works with your schedule. So you could schedule it knowing like, hey, I'm going to be home at 4 p.m. on Wednesday. That's when I would really like all these groceries to be delivered. Instacart also has exclusive coupons, so you can save money with coupons on pantry staples, like all that mac and cheese that I need to keep in my house. Mm -hmm. And Instacart is available at your favorite store, so you get groceries delivered from local and national retailers. I love it. And there are other perks, like not having to sit in traffic, mm -hmm. not having to look for parking, not having to wait in the checkout line. Am I speaking your language yet? Oh, I think I yeah. Am. Oh, yeah. Not leaving the house. Speaking my language. My favorite. Uh, so here is how it works. You can choose. You can either get the app or you can go to instacart.com and shop the groceries that you need from your favorite local retailers. And then Instacart does the shopping. Your shopper, your personal shopper. Gathers yeah. your groceries with care by selecting excellent produce, contacting you if necessary. If the exact item that you want isn't in stock at that store, they'll send you a message. Mm -hmm. You can be like, you know what? It's fine. I will take the pomegranate, not the mango, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, then Instacart delivers... So your groceries will arrive in as little as one hour or at a time that you select because we all lead busy lives. And Truth. Instacart keeps hot items hot and cold items cold. It's a no-brainer. It's amazing. Welcome to the 21st century. Seriously. Um, so I have used Instacart to order things like cold medicine, um, like if you are feeling really under the weather and you don't want to leave your house and you need that day quill and tissues with the lotion stat 
delivered oh, to stuff. your home uh, in as little as one hour. It's remarkable. I absolutely love it. And also while I was uh, shopping, I was like, oh, you know what? I do want some Blue Diamond almonds that are on sale. Yep. Yes. Oh, and I cannot resist those. Throw those suckers in. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. The personal shopper arrived at the door with like a CVS bag and was like, here you go. Already paid for I've already been tipped because yep. you can tip through the app. It's genius. Seriously. We love it. You will love it too. And you can try Instacart and get $10 off your first order. And to get this limited time offer, go to instacart.com or download the mobile app and enter our promo code GALS at checkout. Again, that's $10 off your first order today at instacart.com or through the mobile app. And don't forget to enter our code GALS, instacart.com or through the mobile app with our code GALS at checkout. Treat yo cabinet. So this uh, was the fan-picked case, mm -hmm. and Tamara, Tamara, Tamara. You in danger, girl. You put <laughs> us all in danger, girl, because oh, no. this case is really fucking dark. Great. Like, like I had a problem with it. It was so dark. T-Halls. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> welcome um, <laughs> Welcome to my <laughs> chamber of torture. Yeah. <laughs> Emotional <laughs> torture. My Literally. den of horrors. Okay. Saturday, January 6th, 2007. Knoxville, Tennessee. Mm. Never good. Never good to start there. You're the only yeah. 10 I see. Oh, always, hello. You always forget about Knoxville. Mm -hmm. Just saying. <laughs> Who always forget? I always forget yeah. about Delaware, honestly. Yeah. Oh, everyone forgot. Delaware's mm. barely a state. Mm -hmm. Delaware's mm -hmm. a town. <laughs> Pretty sure Delaware was the first state. Grow some populous yeah. Delaware. Barely. Okay. 23-year-old Christopher Newsom Jr. and his 21-year-old girlfriend, Channon Christian. I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Channon. It's spelled C-H- Maybe it's a weird way to spell Shannon. I like Shannon. Let's go. Channing Tatum. Going, going with Shannon. Uh, went out for a dinner date at a local restaurant. Mm, Applebee's. Mm. Maybe. Who knows? It's a Saturday. Live your best life. Half price um, apps. Shannon was a senior at the University of Tennessee, majoring in sociology. Chris had played baseball in high school and was a member of the Beaver Dam Baptist Church. Mm -hmm. I tried to find more information about these two individuals who are the victims. Um, like, I wanted to know about their interests and their personalities, but there really wasn't that much information publicly available, which is a bummer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, after dinner, the couple headed to a friend's house for a birthday party, and then later they left that party, and they uh, were going to head over to another friend's place to chill out and watch a movie. But Shannon and Chris would never make it home that night. Hmm. When Shannon's parents awoke the next morning to find their daughter still not at home, they immediately called the police and reported the couple missing because they couldn't get in touch with either of them, and they weren't back, and... Her car wasn't there, and they were like, fuck. Um, 
when, oh, okay, that same day, like the same next day, it's the, the Sunday, Chris Newsom's body was found dumped on some railroad tracks in the area. He had been shot to death with uh, gunshot wounds to his head, neck, and back. Mm. And his, his corpse had been set on fire, probably oh to destroy God. evidence. Oh, my God. So Ugh. he was not set on fire while alive, but after death, post-mortem, set on fire to destroy evidence. Both gross. On Monday... So the next day, January 8th, Channon's abandoned vehicle was found parked in East Knoxville. Mm -hmm. And police were able to get a fingerprint off of an envelope that they found in the vehicle. And it was traced to 25-year-old Lamericus Davidson, who went by the nickname Slim. Mm -hmm. The names in this case are complex, and there are a lot of nicknames, and I'm going to do my best. Get it. Um, so Lamericus was renting a house on Chipman Street, uh, and that was just two blocks over from where the vehicle was parked. So they get his fingerprint, they trace his address, and then it's just two blocks from where Channon's car was left. Hmm. The next day, when police uh, went to Lamericus's house, it was unoccupied. But they found Channon's dead body dumped in the kitchen trash can covered oh with god. bed sheets. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Dumped in the kitchen trash can. Mm-hmm. So the crime was horrific. Just a heads up, the murders earned the moniker the torture slayings in the oh. press. Just to okay. give you a sense I'm going to take a going. swig of my take bed. A yeah. Big That's old where swig at. of wine. Yeah, me too. So she wasn't found in her own home. She was found in Slim's, Slim's home? Yeah. Yes. Oh my and God. Slim and whoever else was living there had cleared out. Um, Fuck. Yes. So Channon and Chris had been ambushed and carjacked in the parking lot of their friend's apartment complex in North Knoxville. The one they were going to or leaving they, from? They had went to dinner. They went to friend A's house for a birthday party. And then they left friend A's house and they were heading to friend B's house. But they were still in the parking lot of friend A's house. Oh, my God. And apparently they were, like, standing next to Channon's car kissing. No. Mm, I don't like that. That makes oh, me sad. I know. Never kissing anyone ever again. Ever. I'm done. <laughs> so um, they were carjacked by a group of three or four armed men. And um, it was just—we'll get to why. It was four, but you don't know that yet. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know that yet. <laughs> they were then... Mistrial. Uh, well, they <laughs> I were... I can't ignore that comment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> why I'm not a lawyer. Um, <laughs> cannot keep this trap shut. You really no. give away the milk, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they were... Um, 
they were abducted. They were taken in Channon's car, which is a Toyota 4Runner, um, to this house in East Knoxville. And um, the, like I said, the person renting the house was the group's alleged ringleader, Lamericus Davidson. Mm-hmm. A different man, Eric Dwayne Boyd, who went by the nickname E, okay. um, had spotted the couple and pointed them out as potential targets to rob because they were kissing and distracted and, you know. Bitches so th- in love. Yeah, yeah, they were, you know, they were just living their lives and this group of men was going around looking for people to rob and mm. they were targets. I hate all of this. So Lamericus and E forced them at gunpoint into Channon's car and then bound them somehow in the car. And then Lamericus drove the car uh, back to his house while his brother, Latalvis Cobbins, mm-hmm. uh, followed in the original vehicle along with a friend of his, George Thomas. Once at Lamericus's house, both Channon and Chris were tortured before being murdered it gets so bad you guys were they looking for somebody to to abduct and torture or was this just like a spur of the moment thing it sounds like it kind of snowballed like oh the testimony was that they were looking for people to rob and right two of them i think lamericus and e had been like doing a lot of home invasion burglaries lately. Okay. They were both felons, whatever. And so it was like, it made sense that they were robbing people, but then it they, neither one of them had convictions related to like torture okay. previously. So I don't really know what happened. It was like maybe like a gang mentality thing where there were like, a bunch of them together right. at the they same got carried time. Away. Hyping yeah. each other up possibly and Yeah. Yeah. Um so I'm not really sure. But it didn't sound they were not out hunting for people to torture. Right. Um these things just tend to happen. Yeah, I don't know. Boys will be boys. Oh Jesus, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. So oh God, it gets so bad, you guys. Drink your wine. Okay. There were signs. I already have heartburn. Yeah. There were signs that Chris had been bound, gagged, and blindfolded and had also been repeatedly, quote, sodomized with a foreign object. So raped. Um, And he was also dragged around by a dog collar and chain. Oh, my God. Like on his (sighs) neck? Yeah. Like fucking with him. And then um, Channon had been brutally beaten and repeatedly raped. Um, and then it's not clear. I, th- I believe that once she was unconscious from the beatings and the men thought she was dead, mm-hmm. they um, put her in the trash can. Um. I don't think they put her in the trash can knowing she was still alive because that would be odd. Right. But uh, anyway, they put her in the trash can wrapped in garbage bags 
and her actual cause of death was suffocation. Oh, my God. She died in there. Yeah. I told you it was like, this is like the worst case I think I've ever had to cover. And um, before she was put in the trash can, they poured bleach down her throat, presumably Holy in an shit. effort to destroy DNA evidence, like oh probably like my semen. God. Yeah. Well, first yeah. of all, that's not going to work. And second of all, that's the worst thing I've ever fucking heard. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm not so drunk enough there, for this. I know. Um, there was lots of misinformation about this case in the early reporting, and, like, rumors kind of caught on, like, wildfire. Wildfire, child. Wildfire, child, cow. Um so there were lots of there's lots of reporting, especially if you read articles like that came out right after this case broke. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of inaccuracies in them. Speculation. Uh, for, yeah. So for example, early reports claimed that Shannon had been held captive for several days, um, but she was only she, well only she was held captive for about 24 hours. Got it. Um, Long enough. And, Right, and some reports also said that the attackers had cut off Chris's penis and one of Channon's breasts, but that's not true at all. Oh, my God. Jesus. Yeah. Who is giving this most fucked up, like, grotesque misinformation? Well, Well. we've all seen Paradise Lost. Mm, True. I mean, if if, if you're confronted with a really horrific crime, then it's really easy to speculate and kind of spiral into, like, more ritualistic shit. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's where those the rumors of the cutting off stuff came in, where people were like, "Okay, this is horrific and torture." So let's make it worse, right? Yeah. Feed uh, the but beast. don't worry, there were uh, there's other misinformation that was also horrible and gross, but in a Woo-hoo. different way. So can't wait. White supremacists. Oh Jesus! And the far right media latched onto this case due to its, like, horrific, sensationalist nature and the fact that both victims were white and the perpetrators were all black. Mm -hmm. And so the far right latched onto this, and um, these groups claimed that the, quote, mainstream media uh, failed to adequately cover the case, and they said that it was, like, bias against reporting on, quote, black-on-white crime. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Go fuck yourself with that shit. My eyes can't roll far enough back into my head. They've rolled yeah. out of my head. I'm blind. They're yeah. on the other <laughs> side of the, the room. Floor. I need to go rinse yeah. them off. <laughs> <laughs> They're covered in dust. They're covered they in dust. dusty Springfields right hair. now. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's just... It's so dumb. It's just so not the case. And it's, there are so many murders every year. And Mm -hmm. some of them get attention in the national media and some of them don't. And some of them get a little attention, like this one did, Mm -hmm. but they don't get like overwhelming amounts of attention like John Bonet fucking Ramsey or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And it's, it's almost like luck of the draw. And it's also not necessarily a good thing for a case to get monumental amounts of attention in no, the press. Because then the right. risk yeah. of a mistrial goes up. Right. So anyway, they were just using this case for their own ends to be like, look at these t- 
two young white kids who mm-hmm. were murdered by black men. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, they just are using it as a tool to villainize black people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's super fucked up and exploitative to the victims as well. Yes, well, we it's will get to... It's just really not okay. Yeah, so actually, right-wing fuckwit, I mean, pundit, Glenn Beck. <laughs> no, oh, for God's sake. My favorite. Sake. Yeah. He brought This on, case has everything. Yeah. <laughs> Glenn, Glenn Beck, Beck. White supremacists. <laughs> Toyota forerunners. Torture. I mean, it's not a far leap from white supremacy to Glenn Beck, Glenn to be Beck. fair. Yeah, well, that's, exactly. that's just a step. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, all these like Fox News, whatever, they're they're watching the like even farther right media and seeing what's tidbits they can pick up on and run with. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fucked up. Anyway, so Glenn Beck brought on Chris and Shannon's uh, parents on his show, and he was trying to argue that the case should have been prosecuted as a hate crime. Get out of here. Fuck you, yeah. Glenn Beck. Mm-hmm. That was a big thing in all the alt-right media, that this was a hate crime, but it wasn't being treated as a hate crime. Um. Although, ironically, it was actually Republicans in Tennessee who'd blocked standalone hate crime legislation in the state. <laughs> so, uh, shot yourself in the foot, you racist fucks. Yeah. Um, so How I are you going to protect your white people? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, Glenn Beck brought on the parents of the victims and Channon's mother, Dina, stood up to him saying, who cares what color you are? I care what they did to my child. And the parents mm-hmm. did not believe that it was a hate crime. Okay. So there's the, a little bit Glenn, of rationality involved here. Yeah. So Glenn Beck was trying to get them all like riled up and they were like, right, they were like, not having it. They're like, no, it's not a hate crime. Like don't exploit what happened to my kid, basically. It's like Michael Scott. Well, I hated it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Not what a hate crime is. Well, I hated it. So, yeah, there was zero evidence of it being a hate crime, and it really, Shannon and Chris were targeted just because they were... Wrong place, wrong time. Wrong they, place, These people wrong were looking time. to rob they somebody were, that could have been fucking anybody who... Yeah. They yeah. perceived to be Could have a been plausible literally target. anybody. And yeah. they were distracted. You know, they were like having a nice Saturday night and mm-hmm. just, uh, yeah, exactly. Not like on their guard. So, okay, trials. All of the men involved, so Latelvis Cobbins, who went by. I Rome. keep hearing La Pelvis. <laughs> La Pelvis. Pelvis Collins <laughs> is what I keep hearing. La Pelvis Cobbler. Phil Spector. Um, Cobble, <laughs> Regina Spector's father. It's, they're super not Phil related. Phil Spector, upon no for, relation. Upon further reflection, they're super not related, but he does have we a daughter who testified so against him stupid. in court. Whoops. <laughs> so okay. fucking stupid. We're idiots. <laughs> Lamericus Davidson, who was the ringleader, and he his nickname was Slim, whatever. I couldn't I couldn't keep all of the nicknames straight. George Giovanni Thomas, who went by the nickname Detroit, mm-hmm. and Eric E. Boyd. Um, so all of them had multiple prior felony convictions and had served time in prison for other violent felonies. Um, 
Ian, like I said, Ian Lamericus were doing like drug related home invasions and robberies together at the time of the murders. And then remember, this happened in early January. So Lamericus's mm-hmm. brother, Latalvis Cobbler, was visiting his brother for the holidays. And that's why he was in town. He didn't normally live oh. in Knoxville. Okay. Gotcha. And he brought along his girlfriend, Vanessa, and his friend, Detroit. And they all lived in Kentucky, I believe, and were just visiting. So it was a fluke that that specific group was there together. Yeah. It's not like they were were in themselves like a crime-committing group. No, yeah. They didn't normally even live in the same state. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just just Lamericus and E did. So maybe the way that it all ramped up and totally snowballed was just because they were kind of trying to play, you know, act like one put up on each an other, act, one up each other. It's fast. Yeah, that's very possible. I could see that being the case. So Lamericus's girlfriend, a woman named Daphne, who was never considered a suspect in the case, she testified for the prosecution because he had like called her the next day asking for a ride and she like, you know, got tidbits of information, but she was not involved in the crime. And um, Lamericus had also been very abusive towards her throughout their relationship, so she testified against him. Okay. Um, Latalvis, Lamericus, and Detroit were all indicted on a total of 46 counts each, 16 counts of felony murder, two counts of premeditated murder, two counts of especially aggravated robbery, four counts of especially aggravated kidnapping, 20 counts of aggravated rape, and two counts of theft. Wow. That is a lot of charges. Yeah. Lamericus was convicted and sentenced to death by lethal injection. Oh, right. It's Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot they have the death penalty. Yeah. And they'd all already been convicted of felonies. Fucking brutal. Latalvis and Detroit were both convicted and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. The girlfriend, not Daphne, but the other girlfriend who was involved in the crime. Mm-hmm. 18-year-old. Um, 18-year-old. Honey, God. no. Vanessa Coleman, and she was Latalvis's girlfriend, was indicted on a total of 40 counts, 12 felony murder, one premeditated murder, one especially aggravated robbery, especially aggravated kidnapping, 20 counts of aggravated rape, and two counts of theft. Wow. She was convicted and sentenced to 53 years in prison. Wow. And then E was convicted and sentenced to 18 years in federal prison for being an accessory after the fact to carjacking because they didn't have enough evidence apparently of um, him being involved in the the rapes and the murders, but we will circle back to that. Uh Oh, Oh, we always do. Okay, so now why why is this on the mistrials episode and not just not special things? I wonder. Because it was such a ray of sunshine. God damn it. We just had to cover it. We've just been itching to cover this one. Yeah. (laughs) So it's actually a pretty interesting reason for mistrials. So Knox County Criminal Court Judge Richard Baumgartner, old dick, 
Dicky Bow. Oh Miss. Oh Miss. Roll Tide. Uh, he presided over the initial trials in 2009. And in 2011, he pled guilty to official misconduct and resigned from his judgeship and was eventually disbarred. Ooh. Oh, shit. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. So the judge, it turns out, was not as sober as a judge. Oh. Oh, no. He had been caught buying pain pills from a felon that he was supervising on probation in his court. Oh. Wow. My God. Wow. Yep. That breaks. That violates so many ethical codes of conduct. Oh, I yep. don't even know where to begin. How yep. the fuck did he think he was going to get away with that? Actually, well, I'm sure a lot of them do get away move. with that. Yeah. Well, he did for years. Mm-hmm. Um, it was later revealed that the judge had been snorting painkillers from the bench. <laughs> <gasps> no. Wow, that's ballsy. White men. Yeah. And mm-hmm. had been holding court while high. Great. So oh. take a look at this guy. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, there's a picture of him on the drive. Yeah. He's oh, the I see him. Wrinkly white guy. Holy shit. He looks like. Um, he's the walking ice. dead. He's a stretched out Willem Dafoe. Do you he, see? He's, he's, he's a, a microwaved Willem he's Dafoe. He's a meltdown <laughs> microwaved Willem Dafoe. He's a melting Willem Dafoe. Like you can see the pill addiction on this man's face. Oh yeah. Face. I mean, ugh. and like obviously, I do not begrudge or really judge <laughs> sufferers mm-hmm. from addiction unless they're a judge. Unless they are a literal judge and snorting pills on the bench during proceedings that obviously affect lots of other people's lives. Literally oh. life and death. Yeah, you like, really have to be accountable for your bullshit. Cases. And also yeah. he's sentencing a felon in his court probably for drug crimes yep. while and buying then reaching drugs. out yeah, yeah, from another felon. Yeah. That he got a connection to through the legal justice system. Well, potentially yeah. the same felon. I mean, is it yeah, that far out of felon. the realm of possibility no. that he sentenced the guy he was buying drugs off of? Absolutely. Absolutely yeah. not. And gave yeah. him a lighter sentence. This like, guy literally. is a fuck. This guy is a literal fuck. Yeah. He so looks he a lot like, like Paul Alexander, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Like Somebody is being too years. real. Um, 70 he's, minutes. He's the oldest man alive. Um, <laughs> on high. Also, I was out to brunch yesterday with Zach. And 70 I minutes on thought high. that I saw him. And I was like, oh, oh my God. God. You're did in he Africa. Retire to South- well, did he retire to South Africa? And you didn't see him. No, it's oh not. It God. wasn't him. I found out. I did research. But anyway. He died, but it's fine. You were um, convinced enough to do research do on research. it when you got home. It, he's a very distinctive looking man and looked just like him. Anyway. I mean, uh, there's roadkill within a half block of my house that looks exactly like him also. So, <laughs> And you also have one eye, so I just do not trust. I don't trust anything. <laughs> Although this bitch can eagle eye the mm-hmm. craziest shit. I was noticing this in Florida, mm-hmm. like... Exits that are very, very, or turns on streets that are very dark and confusing. And she's like, oh, it's right there. It's like, bitch, how 
can you see mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I, looking for it with two eyes. And yet it's I hard for her to, to tell a mirror and reality apart. So <laughs> when there's a mirror in a window with glare, I'm sorry. What is this? Some kind it's, of fun house? Sorcery. So many <laughs> We were driving around Ridgedale Mall and she was like, oh, there's an Ulta. This was back when Ulta was like a new store. And then we like went around some sort of loop. I don't know. I was driving around. She was like, there's another Ulta. <laughs> no, honey. <laughs> yeah, next to the other TGI Fridays, too. <laughs> Weird planning. I don't know. Minnetonka okay. is big into duplicates right now. The demand is intense. Mm-hmm. I would have gone to both Ultas at that time. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so anyway, quote, despite ongoing warning signs, including his face, Uh, and sounded alarms about Richard Baumgartner's sobriety. He continued for at least three years to draw some of Knox County's most high-profile, (laughs) high-profile cases. I see what you did there. Yeah. So, um... Oh, no. Due to the judge's misconduct, several high-profile cases that he'd overseen were granted mistrials. I think because... Even though the verdicts were handed out, they were granted mistrials. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I was getting conflicting information. It's not always necessarily, I believe, that you can only uh, determine that it's a mistrial before the verdict is handed down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, probably because if all of this information comes out after a verdict, it would be considered a mistrial and not like an appeal or an right. acquittal. Right. Yeah, so, it would be a mistrial, and then you have to start from scratch with a whole new trial. Mm-hmm. I think because the judge's verdict was right. The, yeah, if the poison. judge's verdict yeah. itself being declared null and void, then yes, mm-hmm. I guess just by right. that reason alone, it would sh- it should be a mistrial because that verdict itself was flawed. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. So, um, two of these cases that got mistrials were. Um, for not all of the people involved in Shannon and Chris's murders, but two of them got mistrials. So um, Vanessa Coleman and Detroit, George Detroit Thomas, were retried separately in 2012 and 2013, respectively, and both were found guilty a second time. So there was a ton of forensic evidence against both of them. Um, although Vanessa's sentence was reduced at the second trial from 53 years to 35 years mm. in prison. Um, yeah. I don't know why it had to be a mirror reversal. But <laughs> well, you don't understand mirrors, so we get yeah, mirrors. I know. <laughs> this is hard for you. They are fucking tricky. So, you got her. Um, Vanessa was eligible for parole in October 2014, which is like, that's not 35 years. You were retried in 2012 and convicted and given 35 years and yet eligible for parole two years later. Yeah. Well, you can be sentenced to a certain number of years, but be eligible for parole sooner than that. But two years on a 35-year charge? I mean, come on. I don't understand parole hardly at all, but... 
Yeah. Well, anyway, her parole was denied, so she's still in prison. Um, <laughs> and well, it was all for naught because she's still fucking in prison. Well, yeah, fuck her. So the Tennessee State Supreme Court overturned orders for retrials for Lamericus Davidson and Latelvis Cobbins. Uh, so they tried to get mistrials um, declared but didn't, actually. Mm. And this, the oh. state's... I know. The state Supreme Court allowed their convictions and sentences to stand, and I'm not really sure why, but... And Lamericus was the one sentenced to death? Yeah. Ooh. Wow. I mean, I assume that there is a very, like, meticulous overview of all of the evidence and all mm -hmm. of the, like, transcripts from the trial. You'd assume. And if, you'd assume. You'd hope that. You'd hope. That that's yeah. why. And that, that, like, yeah, maybe this judge was high out of his gourd, but, like, if we could send this to trial again, it's still going to be the same fucking result. Yeah, like, the evidence, there was a ton of DNA evidence against mm -hmm. both Lamericus and Latalvis because they both had repeatedly raped Channon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it well, was then there you go. In Lamericus's house, and his fingerprint was in her car, and her I'm car sure that was the, dumped. I'm sure that, like, state prosecutors and then, like, whatever lawyer those two were using met and talked about, like, the possibility of p possibly getting anything overturned upon a retrial, and they were all just mm -hmm. like, no. No. It's also yeah, very he, fucking expensive yeah, for any trial. They were, they were majorly fucked anyway because— they're awful. So in 2018, Eric E. Dwayne Boyd, E., um, who had just been convicted of being an accessory after the fact, mm. was actually brought up on new charges for the kidnappings, uh, the rape, and the murders. And he was brought up on charges of rape against Chris, not Channon. Oh. Okay. Wow, okay. Um, and then there's evidence to suggest that E was um, maybe closeted or had, he had gay pornography on his phone and was his that DNA. Was that evidence? Because that's kind of bullshit. No, there was also DNA evidence. Okay. I mean, rape is rape. It doesn't matter. Right, exactly. But he, he there, the reason he wasn't tried the first time was because there wasn't DNA evidence of him having raped Channon. Gotcha. Um, but Chris had also been raped. Okay. So anyway, um, his new trial is set to begin in August 2019. And he, oh. he's in prison now already for the accessory charges, but... Then he'll be tried for the murder and everything else in August. So it's wow. still ongoing 10 years later. More Good than Lord. more than 10 years later. Yeah, so that is the case. And Jesus. fan pickers need to maybe rein it the fuck in. <laughs> and remember that we are a comedy show. Yeah. Maybe not pick the darkest case you can find. You know what? T-Halls, I still love you. Yeah. No, you're amazing. Thank you for your generosity, but I need to go polish off this bottle of wine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Think about our sobriety. Think about our BAC when you submit things like this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> if we will literally and have to drink our way through it. But, you know, that Ooh. said, this is an important case. It's important to highlight Absolutely. what happened to these two poor people and... 
mm-hmm. you know, it, it it is a mistrial. It was a it was and yeah, it was a very interest it was a very interesting reason for a mistrial. So I do think it's very fitting for this topic. Also the photos right. of that fucking judge are Oh, that was the best part. out of this world. Yeah, go check out the blog. Microwaved will, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> it will it will enhance your experience. When the of instructions this clearly say <sighs> that oven is best. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like microwave like three days after it's been in the fridge, Willem Dafoe. Oh my god. Oh my god. All okay. right. Well, That's let's take case. a mental health slash sponsor break. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Care of is a subscription service that makes it easy to get vitamins, protein powders, and more personalized just for you and delivered straight to your door. Throw out your gummy vitamins. You're about to become an adult. (laughs) And with the winter blues coming to an end, it's finally time to get back into a routine that empowers you to feel your healthiest. Seriously, I am back biking these days, folks. Mama needs those vitamins to help keep my energy up, make sure like my balance, my diet is being balanced, all of the fun things and care of is where it's at. Mm-hmm. And with care of's fun online quiz, you know, we love a good quiz. Um, yep. They ask you about your diet, your health goals, your lifestyle choices. And it only takes five minutes to find out your personal scientifically backed recommendation for vitamins, protein powders, and more. So it's a whole hell of a lot more reliable than like that random article on refinery to that you read. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's also super easy and convenient. So it can be really tough to know what vitamins and supplements you personally should be taking, but Care of makes it really easy to find out what you specifically need to be your healthiest. You guys know that I am a vitamin and supplement addict. This is um, true. And Care of's quiz still found areas, gaps. In my life that I should, you know, what supplements I should be taking and now I'm taking gaps them. in your day of the week separated pill box, which I had to get a bigger one. You did. Proud I, of you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm so glad that I found these new vitamins to be taking. They're really helping my life. I love it. And mm-hmm. experience the care of difference. So Care Of now offers protein powders, which are available in individual packets for on the go um, Mm -hmm. and also for tubs in tubs. So that is all personalized to your fitness goals and your dietary preferences. So if you're getting jacked. Yeah. The protein powder is awesome. It's like a great thing to take on a bike ride or have like right before or after a bike ride. Mm hmm. I love it. And the packets make it so easy. I just put water in my water bottle. I can grab a packet, bike to class or whatever, and then drink one in class without like making a big mess or a big fuss. Mm -hmm. And then I'm all like ready to go for my bike ride home. Mm -hmm. It's the best. And you feel like an elite athlete. I really do. I am basically (laughs) Lance Armstrong, but without any of the performance enhancing illegal drugs. Yeah. It's great. All I need is care of. And you can get care of just like we have it. And you can also get 50% off your first care of order by going to takecareof.com and entering the promo code GALS50. Again, that is 50% off your first care of order by going to takecareof.com and entering the promo code GALS, G-A-L-S-5-0, GALS50. Treat yo bod with vitamins. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Okay, you guys, the three of us seriously fight over who gets to do the personal experience part of uh-huh. our away ads because we... And in this fight, we actually killed Lucy, so then it's just between <laughs> me and Kenyon, and I have come out victorious. This time. Um, yeah, we <laughs> love our away luggage so much. Um, too much. Too much. It's a little unhealthy. So, Away uses high-quality materials while offering a much lower price compared to other brands by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you through mm. us. Uh, so you can choose a variety of colors and four different sizes. I own all four sizes. I don't have a problem. Do. I Complete don't know what you're talking set. about. Complete uh, set. <laughs> they offer the carry-on, the bigger carry-on, personal fave, the medium, and the large for extended mm. stays, like when you are flying from South Africa to Minnesota and you have yep. to bring back all your wedding gifts. Um, yep. They also offer key design features. So all suitcases are made with premium German polycarbonate, which is Mm. unrivaled in strength and impact resistance and very lightweight. Um, Mm -hmm. The interior features a patent-pending compression system helpful for overpackers like myself. Mm -hmm. Four 360-degree spinner wheels that guarantee a smooth ride. It is like gliding through an airport on butter. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, TSA approved combination lock built into the top of the bag to prevent theft and also... Or to troll (laughs) Kenyon by saying that your mom and I were going to change your lock password and then not doing it, but you still kind of couldn't get into your bag for a minute because of stress. Well, I knew that if you were going to set my combination (laughs) lock password, it would be 6969, so I'm not too worried. Um, They also feature removable washable laundry bag, which keeps dirty clothes separate from clean. I love these laundry bags. That is so smart. I love that too. Yeah. So both sizes of the carry-on are able to charge all cell phones, tablets, e-readers, and anything else that's powered by a USB cord. And a single Mm -hmm. charge of the Away carry-on will charge your iPhone five times. For They've real. thought of everything. It's amazing. Uh, and also, there's a lifetime warranty. So if anything breaks, they will fix or replace it for you for life. Welcome to the and last if, luggage you will ever buy. Seriously. And if you think it couldn't get any better than that, they also offer a 100-day trial. So you can live with it. You can vibe with it. You can travel with it. You can Instagram it. You can enter into a long-term relationship with it like I have with mine. Mm-hmm. And if at any point you decide it's not for you, you can return it for a full refund. No questions asked. That 100-day trial is awesome. They offer free shipping on any away order within the lower 48 states. Come on now. Carry-on sizes are compliant with all major U.S. airlines while maximizing the amount you can pack. I can attest to this for mm-hmm. our entire tour for Florida. I only had my bigger carry-on. It was amazing. And it you had can fit two full everything. weeks of stuff in there. It was amazing. And I carried that baby on. And if you're in town, they have an away retail store in New York City. Mm-hmm. And we drove by it in a cab and we all screamed. Yep. And it was amazing. <laughs> it's our mecca. I... I fully love my away bag. It has completely changed how I pack and how I travel. And honestly, it's really funny because I will be traveling like with friends or with family and they'll be like, do you actually love that away bag as much as you say you do? And I'll be like, ah, yeah. And I'll hand it to them and they will like take one step 
gliding that thing in the airport. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm buying one of these bags. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just the convenience of how it moves through the airport is worth mm-hmm. every penny, even if it didn't have all of the beautiful features that it does have. Mm-hmm. So do not miss out on this amazing product. You need to get this bag if you ever travel ever in your life. You need it. And you can get 20 bucks off of a suitcase by visiting awaytravel.com forward slash gals 20. That's promo code gals 20 used during checkout. Once again, for $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com forward slash gals 20 and use promo code gals 20 gals 20 during checkout. Treat everything in your life. Like Kenyon said, this is the last luggage you will ever need. Mm -hmm. Welcome to our club. Treat yo travel. Mm. Did you know that the FDA doesn't require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products? So most of them don't. Hate that. Ooh. That is, that's a horror podcast in and of itself. Um, But Lola offers complete transparency about the ingredients found in their tampons, pads, liners, and wipes so you can feel confident about what you're using downstairs. Mm -hmm. I love Um, that. Most major brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their products, including rayon and polyester, which is stuff you don't even want in your clothes, let alone your tampons. Um, I don't want it. Their feminine care products may also be treated with harsh chemical cleansing agents, fragrance, and dyes. No, thank you. But Lola products are 100% organic cotton with no added chemicals, Mm. fragrances, synthetics, or dyes. It's just so fresh and so clean, clean. So fresh and so clean, clean. And one of my favorite things about this amazing company is that Lola makes your month a little bit easier because their subscription is fully customizable. So you can choose your mix of products, your mix of absorbency, your number of boxes, and frequency of delivery. Lola's subscription is super flexible. You can change, skip, or cancel your subscription at any time. And my favorite thing about that Lola subscription flexibility, I personally have the Nexplanon arm implant for birth control. So I get my period very infrequently. And when I do get it, it's like an absolute roulette dice roll (laughs) of whether it's going to be a real heavy couple days or just a drop in the pat. So I, every maybe three or four months or so, will re-up on a variation of absorbency. I'll get a couple super pluses, mostly regulars, and then a handful of lights. So I am just prepared for whatever Mother Nature may toss my way. And it's amazing. And then if I don't need to worry about getting more, I can just like suspend delivery for a little while. And then when I'm starting to run low, I re-up on what my needs are. Mm -hmm. It couldn't be more convenient. It's just so smart. I love it. It's so smart. It's so smart. So if you menstruate, these are the products for you. This is the subscription service for you. Give it a try. And you can get 40% off all subscriptions by visiting mylola.com and entering the promo code GALS40 when you subscribe. Again, that is for 40% off of all subscriptions by visiting mylola.com and entering the promo code GALS40, G-A-L-S-4-0, when you subscribe treat your menses treat your month okay here we go my case Mm -hmm. so we are going 
in the way way back machine to July of 2018. How much drunker <laughs> am I going to get because of this? <laughs> not. I mean, there's some gruesome parts, but it's not nearly. I mean, okay, it's it's not as bad as Kenny's case. Okay, not even That's close. That's all I need to know. <laughs> Um, in July of 2018, 65 year old Bradford Jackson, known to friends as Brad, had known uh, to friends as the co lead in A Star is Born. Correct. Known to friends as Gypsy Rose. Mm -hmm. No, no. And we can't make fun of Brad because Brad is not um, on this planet anymore. I just thought it was funny that you're like, Bradford Jackson, known to friends as Brad. Right, I know. I just thought it was funny that they pointed that out in like multiple articles, right. and it's like, of course, that's the nickname for Bradford. His no real one is shocked by this. Called him Ford. Yeah, and I hadn't even peeked at Kenyon's case yet, so I didn't know how many nicknames were even in hers. And now I have made a point. Can we call him Ford? In my notes to nickname Brad. No, we're gonna call him okay. by his appropriate name because he is the victim in this case. Okay. So Brad had opened up shop at Window Universe, a window sales shop in Old Town, Alexandria, Virginia, where he was the manager. Mm -hmm. um, Brad had grown up in Pontiac, Michigan. He was the oldest of six boys. He was oh his high school God. class president. Six boys. Aww. I know. Six Fuck. boys. Just I cracked a blanket in half. <laughs> Do not everywhere. bring a black light into this home. Good lord, your mother is a saint. Um, he was high school class that. president, and he was a protester <laughs> against the war in Vietnam. Oh hell so yeah! He totally would have been one of our homies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good for Brad. Yeah, he and his family were actually involved in political activism from an early age, which is completely irrelevant to this story, but I thought it was cool. Um, Brad's father was the mayor of Pontiac, Michigan, during court-ordered school segregation. Desegregation. Segregation? Sorry, desegregation. Okay. Court-ordered school desegregation. So the change from segregation to uh -huh. desegregation. Cool. And as a result of that ordered desegregation the kkk were staging violent attacks in the city to try to prevent it because the kkk is fucking horrible is pontiac mm -hmm. michigan close to detroit michigan and i'm only asking because i know that there was a lot of shit going on in detroit I have no idea. specifically i have no idea okay um and no way to know there's no way to there's know. no way there's to know no. and i we um, don't have time to look at a I'll map Google it. okay um their home was firebombed and shot at literally oh. with guns the mayor's home and this little anecdote when a bullet pierced the wall of brad jackson's bedroom mm. he told only his father so as not to alarm the rest of the family he then hung a picture to cover the hole it is close oh. to detroit by the way there we go oh my god okay so they yeah. just they were like yep getting shot at persevere mm-hmm dang wow. um, what a wild jackson time. i know seriously I mean, it's still kind of a wild time. You'd think that this being like in in the not so distant past, but mm -hmm. distant enough that we'd be overcoming a lot of this bullshit. But this still happens. Yep. Um, Jackson moved with his then wife to the East Coast to focus on raising their son. Um, he put aside larger career ambitions and political activism to focus on his family. Uh, that child, uh, Tyler, 24 years old, is now a Marine. God wow. bless the vitamins. Yeah. Um, Chris Jackson, who is Brad's brother, said that Brad was a hopeless romantic. Like all good hopeless romantics, he died spectacularly and penniless. Oh, penniless. Oh. Mm -hmm. I love this man. I know. Well, 
Brad. I'm sorry. Because Aww. by late morning, the day he went to turn a, uh, to open the store, he was like the opening manager for that day. Um, the day turned brutally dark when 34-year-old Pencaj ba- Basin, excuse me, of New Jersey, entered the shop and attacked Brad, stabbing him over 50 times <gasps> with a box cutter. Oh my God. What? Delivering blows with his fist to his face and body, even breaking his neck. Jesus fucking did he, Christ. Did this Basin even know him? What was the we will connection? Get there. Okay. We will get there. 50 times um, with a box, a box cutter. Mm-hmm. A police oh report God. also mentioned that a dry erase marker was used in the attack, but I am not sure how. Uh... There's no report that says that anything was like drawn or written on him. I think what happened was that he was grabbing at things within reach. Yeah. And like using them to attack him. Okay. Um, The box cutter was acquired in the store. He didn't bring it in with him. Oh, oh, weird. Okay. Um, The landlord of the building that the window shop was located in uh, told police that he saw a man go downstairs and out the front door, then enter a stranger's parked Mercedes while said strangers was putting was putting money in their parking meter. So someone had just gotten out of their car, hadn't pressed the lock button yet, was plugging their meter. And this man comes running down the stairs naked, covered in blood, Ooh. and gets in the back passenger side of this woman's car. So it wasn't a and carjacking. Just, no, no, it's not a carjacking. So he um, had had a, a mental breakdown. We will get there. Okay. The landlord went upstairs to see what had happened and found Brad and the grisly scene. Quote, it wasn't a pretty picture. He said, I can't understand being that violent. Um, Basin remained locked in the stranger's car until police arrived. His own car was in the parking lot behind the building. Um, the owner of the Mercedes, Julie Lucas, was with her daughter oh! when Basin came out and, and let himself into the passenger side backseat of the car. She says, quote, I turned and started screaming at him, get out of my car, get out of my car. She and her daughter uh, stayed out of the car and repeatedly were pressing like the lock button and sounding off the like panic alarm, the car mm-hmm. alarm. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, I was yelling, somebody help, somebody please call 911. Obviously, 911 was called. Mm-hmm. Um, according to Bustine's lawyers, he began to show signs of severe mental illness in the weeks and months before the killing. Mm. They say he suffered from bipolar disorder. He was diagnosed with this condition mm. and attacked his own family before having a complete psychotic breakdown. But obviously that attack was not deadly. He just had like a violent outburst in his home. Mm-hmm. Um the defense asked the lead detective if he knew what Bussine was saying when he was taken to the hospital after the killing. And it was reported that he made references to wolves and dinosaurs. And he was convinced that he had been killing a werewolf. Oh no. Really sad. So sad. Oh, um, Bussine had checked out of a psychiatric hospital when he left, uh, New Jersey and started making his way toward Alexandria. And on the way, he was also exhibiting alarming behavior. He uh, stayed in a Four Seasons hotel in Georgetown. Nice. And if you're going to have a psychotic break, go yep, to the Four do Seasons. do it in a Four mm-hmm. Seasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but the hotel staff ended up having to call security when he was telling them things like, it's going to be a bad day, people are going to die. Oh, Two no. hours later, he drives to Old Town, Alexandria and walks up a flight of stairs to Brad's office at Window Universe. So it was 
totally random. Yep. Literally, the defense says, quote, there was no connection. This was completely random. There was no rhyme. There was no reason. There was no motive. He just he had no idea who this guy was. He wasn't even he was just driving to a random state. Yep. A random town, random mm-hmm. walked up the stairs. Oh my god! Well, Can I told you, even... you guys about the um, person who I have very loose connections with, who ha- had the synthetic marijuana mm-hmm. uh, psychosis. Oh, yeah. Kind of, he had mm-hmm. dropped his. As I remember the story, he had dropped his girlfriend off at work and then was dri- like driving home, presumably, and he stopped mm-hmm. at like a furniture store and went mm-hmm. inside and like made a big. Big old scene. Scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can strike whenever. And those sorts of uh, delusions and hallucinations, I mean, mm-hmm. who, who, th- there's absolutely, of course it's random. There's no control yeah. over it. Right, yeah. right, and right. It's just very sad because that it means that there are two victims in this case. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've said this before and I'll say it a million times when it comes to mental health, when it comes to addiction, like all of these things. Obviously, that illness is not, you didn't ask for that, but just like me with diabetes, I do have a responsibility to um, treat my condition. Mm-hmm. Well, it and it's, like- it's unfortunate and it's very hard to do when you're struggling with your mental health. I, I have complete empathy and sympathy for that. Um, but I mean, people can really get hurt if you're not, you know, if I don't take care of my diabetes, I die. Like it's a very similar thing. But with this guy, it sounds like he was, he was trying to treat it. He was in a hospital. He was, but I think he checked himself out. I think is the problem. And then it was off of his medication. Throws of, you know, his illness. Yeah, absolutely. And so obviously that creates special circumstances for his trial and, at trial, there was like a disconnect when both uh, the defense and the prosecution did agree that Basine is mentally ill, but where they could not agree was if Basine was legally insane and on his mental state at the time of the act itself. I mean, I would venture to say that he was legally insane if he thought that Mm -hmm. he was killing a werewolf. Right, so this of course is the big detail that Basine's entire defense hinges on. And jurors had deliberated for three days um, in his trial. He was charged with murder. um, And they told the judge, like, those three days later that they were hung and they could not reach a unanimous decision. Mm -hmm. There were articles. There was, like, one article I saw that said it was literally one person Mm. that hung the entire jury. Um, So the judge told them to take a break and then go back and deliberate. So they, like, recessed for a few hours and then went back for several more hours of deliberation and the jurors said they were still deadlocked and the prosecution and defense agreed on some key issues during the trial. Um, attorneys for both sides, like I said, um, agreed that he viciously slashed and beat him. Obviously the evidence was there and that he was mentally ill, but they differed on Basine's state of mind on the day of the brutal killing. Obviously that's going to be the point of contention between prosecution and defense. Quote, the question is not whether the the defendant is mentally ill. Of course he is, a prosecutor said during closing arguments. What matters is, was he insane on July 13th? And I agree with you, Kenyon. I I think he was having a psychotic break. Right. Um, 
the final two witnesses in the trial said Basine was legally insane at the time. A forensic psychologist and a forensic psychiatrist testified for the defense that Basine suffers from bipolar disorder. They said they believe he was in the midst of a psychotic episode and suffering from delusions when he killed Jackson. I mean, just the fact that he didn't, like, he had a vehicle there and he could have yep. tried to get away in his own vehicle. If he right. had been sane, even remotely right. sane, he would have known what he did was wrong and tried to get away. Mm -hmm. But instead he locked himself in a stranger's Ranger's car. car in front naked. Of the, yeah. Naked covered in blood in front in of the, the middle scene of the of crime. The it's like 12 or 1130 in the morning by the time he like leaves the building and locks himself in the car. Yeah. When did he's going on off? about, I don't have any idea. And I was too afraid to ask. Mm -hmm. um, he's, you know, claiming that he's seeing dinosaurs and werewolves and like, yeah, you know, if I thought I saw a werewolf, I'd probably reach for it. He didn't go into the building with a weapon. He wandered in there. Who fucking knows why? I mean, granted he did say some weird shit at the hotel, Mm -hmm. but that could easily be paranoia. Mm -hmm. You know, if he thinks he's seeing dinosaurs and werewolves, I'd probably be like, Oh fuck, this is a bad day. People are going to die. Well, that could also that just would be, be like a logical like response. The onset. I don't, I'm none of us are psychologists, so I don't know no. exactly how a psychotic break, like rep, like presents Unfolds. itself at the early yeah. stages, but it could just be like a snowballing anxiety and paranoia and then coupled with mm -hmm. hallucinations and delusions and then you're in a full psychotic break. Mm -hmm. That would make sense exactly. to me. Mm -hmm. So, of course, prosecutors are saying that Basine's threat at the Four Seasons is proof of premeditation and urged jurors to find him guilty of first-degree murder, but the defense claims that Basine had no idea what he was doing and called for him to be found not guilty by reason of insanity and obviously, because we're covering this case on an episode about mistrials, the jury could not agree, which ultimately led to the declaration of a mistrial. And this literally just happened like a month ago. So a new mm. trial date has not even been set yet. So we'll have to see what happens in the months to oh. come. But he is going to be getting an, a new trial that should be starting pretty shortly. Yeah. And I believe he's being held in like a psychiatric hospital I would awaiting hope trial. So. I would hope that yeah. he's getting help and therapy mm -hmm. and medication and all this it's, in the interim. And it we talked a lot about this. like that bus case. I was just going to say, we talked about this with that case, which we have not officially covered, but that recent case. And then we also talked about this with psychotic breaks where it's like he's he is being held in this psychiatric facility where I'm assuming they're regulating his medication and balancing him out. And it's just I just really feel like there are two victims in this scenario. And it's very yeah. tragic because also Basin, as he regains some of his psychiatric faculties will now have to deal with the repercussions of this horrible thing that he has done. He's done. Yeah, well, exactly. So, and, and I could see why I'm guessing why that first jury was deadlocked based on one mm -hmm. juror is because if you declare him not guilty by reason mm -hmm. of insanity, it feels like there's You're no letting justice. him go away with murder. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. But that would be so hard as a that juror. That would be so hard. And yeah. I would have a hard time with that because I am empathetic to mental health and untreated mental illness is very, it's, it's more dangerous to the self. These are actually very rare instances. It's mm -hmm. not people who struggle with mental health and even people who experience psychotic breaks are very rarely violent toward other people. They're typically mm -hmm. self-harming, right. which is much more common. But these random things can happen. That doesn't mean it never happens. And we have to take our mental health very seriously because obviously hurting yourself 
is just as terrible as hurting somebody else. We don't want either of those things to happen. It's so sad. But it's very, very, very sad. So well, fuck this episode. This episode Tamara. was very uplifting. <laughs> fuck you and very special thanks, no. Tamara. No, I'm just kidding. I love you. I still it's love fascinating Tamara. stuff. T-Holes. I also love T-Holes. It was T-holes. fascinating. I mean, yeah. yeah, I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I love when Kenyon has to do the really dark cases and she's real upset about it. (laughs) I always threaten to not do them and then just do them anyway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's my move. I won't do it. Yeah, okay, I'll do it. (laughs) All right, so special thanks to Tamara Holloway. My heart is hollowed out by this episode. This is a topic we were gonna cover eventually anyway, so like whatever. That's fine. All right. Special thanks also to Grace Redmond. You grace us with the generosity of your five dollar a month donation, and we love you. Yeah, you did. (laughs) (laughs) I liked it. All right, Grace Lorange, a second Grace here in a row. I feel like Grace has been shouted out in the past so we're a fan grace it. you are a last listener not going to duck larange out of thanking you though i'm larange no, with envy i love duck larange mm. seriously give Shout me that glaze <laughs> amanda humphreys i am mm. not gonna Don't go, to go there the I felt the cogs turning all the way from Africa. A man, duh, hump, freeze. She's a man, duh. Let's give all the annoying Amanda jokes. I feel you. I feel you, Amanda. Amanda hump, freeze. Okay. And thank you to Stormy Junger. The J is not silent, so it's like jungle plus hunger. My junger for you knows no (laughs) satiation. (laughs) I can't get no satisfaction from my junger for you. I wish I knew how to quit you. (laughs) Okay, Kelly O'Malley. Oh, man, I am impressed by your generosity, (laughs) Kelly O'Malley. Mm. We're saving um, that for one that we don't have an obvious joke for. <laughs> Doy. Arsenic soap. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel I'm like really not hoping this recommended. is the given name on their birth certificate. Given name. Not approved by the soap. FDA. <laughs> this is my child, Arsenic Soap Johnson. <laughs> Damien Bay <laughs> Arsenic Soap. <laughs> Dust. <laughs> Dust. <laughs> oh I want God. you to have a brood just so you can name them awful things. Yeah, Barbie Joe, you need to start having babies. Damien Barbie Joe, Dust. Arsenic and arsenic. Soap. What was the name of Barbie Joe's shop? Re- rejects and uh, something or else. Oh, oh. What was it? It was a little antique relics. store in Florida. Relics and uh, rejects. Yeah. Bobby Joe's relics and rejects. It was the most amazing place. I love it. Hollywood Beach in Florida. We're so going good. back. We're going back. Uh, uh, special thanks as well to <laughs> Suzanne Toftagen. Mm-hmm. Good talk, Suzanne Toftagen. To come up with a joke for your name. <laughs> Tough titties, Toftagen. <laughs> and thank you for your donation. We love you. <laughs> oh, God. All right. 
Claudia Sepulveda Filiberti. Sepulveda. Claudia Sepulveda Filiberti. Nailed it. Uh, my mind Ammo. is clouded by the pronunciation <laughs> of your name. So thank Beautiful. you so much for your donation. Mm. <laughs> um, shout out to Kyle Brian Boyk. Or Boyke. Boyke. Boyko Boyk. Boyko Boyke. Thank you for your generosity. We're idiots. <laughs> uh, Kat Duncombe. Thank you for your $5 a month donation. And for that price, I'm done going to comb my hair for you. <laughs> okay. Can't top got, that got one. Got there. Got there. <laughs> Get jealous. Get jealous. I can't be jealous of that one. Okay. Carly Swenson. I'm sweating so bad I got to take my top off. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> or just shower. At this point, I just need a shower. Just um, do Thank it. you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Monica. The boy is, is mine. mine. You are so fine. Thank you, Monica. <laughs> oh, love it. Uh, thank you to Angelica Rivera nope. Murray. Nope. And Angelica Rivera Murray. There we go. I'm so white. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, thank you. You are, girl, you're my angel. You're my darling <laughs> angel. Closer than oh, my peeps no. you are to me. <laughs> this yeah, is more you get jarring shaggy. than Kenyon's case. Whatever. My dog is literally looking at me and crying. <laughs> Incredible. Crusty tears. Okay. Poor thing. Angela McGovern. Angela. Or Angela McGovern <laughs> has increased their pledge from 3 to $5 a month. Friendly reminder, you can do that. Angela, yeah. you are my angel. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, uh, can, you can McGovern my heart anytime. Oh, hello. Want. And shout out to Nicole O'Meara, kicking off the $10 a month donation. You're going to get a fucking uh. patriarchy wine glass in the mail. Kenyon and has an ex-boyfriend with the same last I name. I wish I had you a have an crush major unrequited crush. Oh, that's right. Wasn't someone. it pronounced slightly differently, though? It was no, O'Meara. I thought it was O'Meara. It was standard How O'Meara. How dare you not remember the exact pronunciation of Kenyon's old I can middle school crush's last name. I can picture his face so clearly and his mm-hmm. ruddy cheeks. Like, he just Same. belonged on a rugby team on the East Coast, but he was stuck yeah. in Minnesota. Probably yeah. on the yeah. sailing team. We'll never know. A beautiful. Him. And I was a freshman and he was a senior and he definitely did not remember my name. And every nope. time he saw me in the hallway said, hey, sunshine. And I took oh, that as your heart melted. what we're meant to be. And actually we're now looking back, he <laughs> yeah, is my boyfriend. I should ask him to prom. <laughs> and oh, no. I didn't. I did it. But I got very close. And Holy oh shit, God. that would have been bad. That would have been real bad. Your I'm cringing were right thick now. that year. I know. I, I know. It. I gave myself cornrows. It did happen. I got up two hours early in the morning to give myself little braided cornrows. 
Sometimes there are things you just shouldn't share. So I'm going to go ahead and move us on. Thank you also to Kara Olson Sawyer. Uh, you will be getting a fucking patriarchy wine glass in the mail after Kenyon is finished with her embarrassing display. When Amanda's um, admonishing you for oversharing, you know it's yeah, bad. You know it's bad. Uh, oh, Kara, hardly Noah. <laughs> I want to sawyer you a beautiful frock. Sawyer oh. you in half. We oh are sorry for this. <laughs> sorry for this we are rambling, tragic. Sorry. <laughs> in the Canadian way. We're so sorry. Mm. Okay, so sorry to Courtney Heyman. Hey, man. We sorry. Thank you so much for your 10 bucks a month. You'll be getting yeah. a fucking wine glass. Love and it. shout out to Brooke Busoni or Buson. Mm. Um, Broken Busonator Busoni. Brooke Busoni. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you to Silas Clish. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying so hard not to make a clit joke right now. Clitfish. I think you just uh, did. I think. I think I just, just did. did. Mm-hmm. The T is Silas. The <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Thank you for your donation. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Get it together. We're so close. Keep going. Heather Schmidt, you're sure as shit. We appreciate oh, wow. your $10 a month, Heather Schmidt. Oh, you are so the much. Schmidt. And Ciara Woodward. Mm. Uh, you can do it. We would ward you against <laughs> taking any advice from Amanda. But you're already she's there. actually quite knowledgeable and very good at being helpful. Thank you for your friendship, Lucy. Thank you also to Catherine Longo, who long ago started mm-hmm. donating at $5 a month, but mm-hmm. recently increased to $10 a month, which is a thing that you can do and that mm-hmm. we love. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Catherine. Oh. Thank God for name pronunciation guides. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you especially to Caitlin Zazinski, who has about, what is this? Approximately <laughs> 1.75 vowels in your entire last name. I'm very it's, appreciative. It's you epic. You can do it. Uh, Caitlin Zazinski. You got it. Yeah. Yeah, she nailed it. Okay, yeah. well, there, there you go. You've increased your <laughs> pledge from 5 to $10 a month, which means you've upgraded to that free wine glass tier. Thank you so mm. much, Izzinski, you. Thank oh, you. We are very Izzinski. Yeah, I tried to do a sincerely thing. It didn't happen. Okay, didn't. Magdalena Caravo. Ooh. Mm. We care we about love you. the name Magdalena. We care about you, and we <laughs> Caravo you a lot of gratitude. We care of so much that we work well, here now. We work here now. <laughs> <laughs> St. Paul pork Thank products. you for this easy peasy pork products. products. Thank you for this easy peasy name, Ashley Davis, kicking off the $15 a month trash clan yeah. sector of the Patreons. Uh, Ashley, I want to spend the davis with you no yep mm-hmm. that's Only all if that's what you want also though mm-hmm. listen 
Consent is key. All right. Sarah Keller slash Scrat Squeaks. What the Ooh. fuck is this? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's her name, if that's a beloved pet name. I love it. We're going to go love it. with a pseudonym for it's her Sarah stage Keller. Name. Scrat Squeaks. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm just going to eke out a fucking terrible <laughs> joke about this, Scrat Squeaks. <laughs> I hate it. But you're also a trash queen, so you'll be getting some dusty, dusty trash. Thank you so, so much, dusty. Shout out to Jaden Denny, also trash queen. We, You are as delicious as a platter at Denny's. Oh, Denny's I want to go to Denny's so bad. Trio. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Jennifer Brown. Once I get off this call, I'm going to drop some hot brown in your honor, <laughs> Jennifer Brown. I'm going to get some hash browns at Denny's. Yeah. Okay. This is happening. I'm really fucking hungry. Okay. <laughs> she was talking about poop. And I was talking about hash browns. Mm, I'm hungry, too, yes, actually, correct. now that we're talking about it. Lauren Louvier, we love you. <laughs> you so much. Thank you for your fifteen dollars a month, Lauren. And thank you to wow, whoa, generous Jill Gerzewski. Oh, Gerzewski, Gerzewski. We love you, Ski. You are giving fifty dollars a month. Holy wow. shit! Damn, Jill. Um. Jill, we're gonna start a zoo with that kind of money, Grzuski. <laughs> we, but we're not. We, we're giving up podcasting and we're starting a zoo. Thank you zoos for coming to our last show. <laughs> zoos are problematic. Zoos are problematic. <laughs> Send us your episode topic. It could be about zoos. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, zoo and yes. last but not least, very special thanks to Tay Potter, who, first of all, no relation to Harry Potter, I'm assuming. And if you are related to Harry Potter and you didn't include that information, we have a lot more to talk about. Mm-hmm. Second of all, you are able to give once-off donations if you, like all of my exes, are afraid of commitment. So you can go to our online store, wineandcrimepodcast.bigcartel.com, and you can make a little donation, get your shout-out. You can get mm-hmm. us some mozzarella sticks mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. like, you mm-hmm. know, my, gas mileage, plane mm-hmm. tickets, things mm-hmm. like that, so that we can, like, tour and do cool stuff. And Tay did so with a $10 once-off donation, and we are so very appreciative of that gesture. Hey, Tay. Thank you. Tay, baby. Tay, hey, Tay, Tay. All right. Thank you. We love all of you. Love you. Bye. See you next week. Bye. Mm, bye bye. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kali Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Editing by Jonathan Camp. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have questions, answers, or recommendations to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your podcasts. Most importantly, if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It really is the best way to spread the word. If you'd like to show your support and get a shout out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers! Cheers!